I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com. You guys asked for this, so we delivered. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Luca! He's here. Dude, I hope your baby didn't hear that. <laughs> my baby is next door in the crib asleep, but you know what? It they, doesn't matter, man. There's Our, so much to talk about. <laughs> the man is this the most excited Mavs fans have been since 2011 this is a great question uh on this podcast by the way this is what we're gonna talk we're just gonna talk about the game it's probably gonna be a little shorter and then at the very end you're gonna hear from Luka Doncic tonight as he was asked questions in the media huddle um and so if you want to hear from Luka you can go to the end and uh we'll hear from him is this the most excited Mavs have been since 2011 is your question. My answer is, my answer is no. Because the, if you're talking about the beginning of 2011, nobody expected that. But if you're talking about the championship, like just okay, like the championship, like winning the title, yes, yes, this is the most excited they've been. Because what I mean, what has even been between there and now? It almost like I know what has been between there and now, but it, like it's almost <laughs> hard to remember. You know, it's it's hard to pick out certain seasons and. Signing Andrew Bogut's up there, but no, we traded for him. <laughs> but no, no. The it moment has to we be. realized that Andrew Bogut and Dirk weren't going to work together <laughs> um, after like three days. Does the Yogi Ferrell game in Portland? That was a super exciting night, no. but it wasn't. You know, there wasn't anything really attached to it. You know what I mean? It was just a fun moment. I would say literally drafting Luca was the last like. But this is I mean, you're more excited now because it's real now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I agree. I, I mean, I think it is. I think it's the most exciting moment for a Dallas Mavericks fan since winning the title in 2011. It's wild. And it's been a long, uh, long ride since then. But the feeling tonight, I mean, from just being on Twitter, Mavs Twitter. Uh, from all just, the pregame shows, everything, you know, getting all excited about all that. Just seeing him come out, like... I, I was there. I got there super early tonight, and just seeing the different fans, seeing the Doncic jerseys and all that stuff, which is it was different, you know, vibe because of the whole China theme night and and all that stuff. But um, when Luca, I was lucky. I was right beside the tunnel when Luca came out, so I kind of like just followed Luca along uh, before his, you know, throughout his pregame routine. And it was before the doors uh, kind of opened for a lot of the crowd because there was a, there was a, a big big crowd of people in there. Uh, I think it was a, a big Chinese crowd that was in there taking questions. They were doing these questions uh, and answering things with uh, the Beijing Ducks. But anyway, uh, they could go throughout the arena and they were all piled up at the Mavs uh, locker room thing waiting for Mavs to come out. And when Luca came out. You know, Luca could have just ran on the court, but it was the first time he was going through his pregame routine, and he went all down the line, signing, taking pictures. I can't tell you how many selfies he took, just smiling, all this stuff. And when he stepped on the court, and just just the vibe from that of like, man, like it's happening, man. And ever all the media taking pictures of him warming up, and 
I will say this. He didn't warm up very good. All right. So he didn't hit a ton of shots. He was missing a lot. Like yeah. they, he was joking around with it, like with the assistants, like they were joking with him, like, man, you're flat. Like, you know, just different stuff like that. And I was like, I wonder how this is going to translate. And, and Lucas, I texted Nick uh, during his warmups because Lucas, not one of these guys that goes, goes at full speed during his warmups. Yeah. So he just kind of just casually goes through, uh, goes through the you know, motions and stuff like that. I'm like, that's, you know, every player has their thing, but, once the starting lineups came, uh, which he was second to last, DeAndre was last uh, I knew to, it. to be you know, to be announced and all that stuff. But you know, Harrison was obviously setting out. Who tonight, got the largest ovation? You know, I think it was I think it was even between Luca and DeAndre. Yeah, because Luca's was loud, but DeAndre's is very loud too. And Rick Carlisle made a point to mention that in his post game press conference tonight of saying. You know, it yeah, was cool gave that the ovation. crowd gave him a big, uh, gave DeAndre a big ovation and stuff like that. But were you in the press box during the during the intros? Yes, I was. Yeah. Did you hear any boos up there? No, no. The only thing I heard one time negative towards DeAndre is when he missed two free throws and this guy oh. stood up and said, "You suck at free throws." <laughs> <laughs> He's not but, wrong, but don't do that. <laughs> but, oh uh, man. Okay. Well, I want to go through these Luca highlights because I I just watched. A bunch of different highlight videos. I, I watched the game, obviously. Um, all right. Well, okay. Before we do that, yes, I am suspended from Twitter. <laughs> no, I do not know why. <laughs> Nobody knows. No one knows. I have not gotten any emails from Twitter. I literally just logged on or just opened the app, and it said it just brings up this thing that says your this account is suspended. Uh, go visit twitterrules.com or something to figure out why. And I'm like, okay. Uh, the last thing I tweeted was screenshots from the Athletic DC, and I tagged them. Said via the Athletic DC. I'm, I'm assuming they didn't like it, and they reported me, and that's why I'm suspended. So I don't know. But anyway, you can follow out Lockdown Maps. I'll just be tweeting from there until <laughs> my Twitter comes back. Some uh, a few people started uh, hashtag Free Nick on uh, on Twitter tonight, which is funny. <laughs> Um, but yes, nice. shout out to we everybody. Should. Shout out to all the support. I'm seeing. I still see my mentions for some reason, like on uh, TweetDeck. But anyway, the, wanted to get that out of the way. So these Luca highlights. So I'm watching all these Luca highlight videos, and to me, what stood out more than any individual play was how diverse these highlights are. So l- l- here's all the highlights from from one specific video: rebound, coast to coast layup. Catch that shoot. was his first basket of the game, first and that was a huge of the, moment. Of the game, Massive. of his like Mavs career, if you want to, you know, count you know preseason all that stuff. He goes coast to coast, and I don't, I didn't, I thought he was gonna go out of bounds, but he didn't, and does this like kind of backwards uh, layup and stuff like that. It was so cool, you know. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, first basket, all this stuff. Jared Dudley in the NBA yep. quote tweeted, you know, something was like, "Hey, wait, yeah, I thought y'all told me scouts told me that he wasn't athletic. He looked pretty athletic on that layup." And mm. uh, so that was really cool too and uh it was cool to see the national scene on Luka. Like there yeah. There were a lot of NBA Twitter people, a lot of analysts, a lot of writers stuff that I follow all in my timeline that cover all these different teams that were all watching the Mavericks to see Luka and that was really cool to see too. Like I joked about this on Locked On Mavericks Twitter account. You can follow at Locked On Mavs. But Worldwide Wob, like when he tweets about something, it's important. You know what I mean? Like like 
people basketball he is basketball twitter and so yeah when he tweets something like it's important he changed his whole name for for luka Doncic, changed it to luka wabchich that that <laughs> i mean the mavs are relevant again you know like that just doesn't happen he changes it for like these big moments or if there's you know beefs with people or like these big national stories and there's a bunch of games tonight and he changed it to luka wabchich like that i think that is a is a a big indicator that Mavs basketball is back just because of this one guy. And it's awesome. Like Kawhi Leonard, you know, made his debut and stuff tonight. And I know, and we, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to sound really biased and stuff right now. And a lot of the other teams made their preseason debuts tonight or the first game. But I feel like the biggest spotlight was on the Dallas Mavericks tonight, league wide. Because and the Beijing ducks are no joke. They are. They're, uh, Justin Hamilton is a star. He he can hit. Uh, he can go to the free throw line as much as he, he actually wants. Anytime, get, anytime get he wants. Tonight, um, he had seventeen free throw attempts. But yeah, but anyway, but he hit fifteen of the seventeen Isaacs. So it, <laughs> if you get there, you gotta hit him, man. You you gotta hit him. <laughs> uh, anyway, going back to his baskets that you're going to talk about. That yeah, first yeah. basket, the coast to coast thing, was, awesome. uh, was a really cool moment. It was a great one. His first, his first points in a Mavericks jersey, which is exciting. Uh, then he had a couple catch-and-shoot threes that were, were good. Um, so smooth. Good to see his – I mean, his shot is fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. I don't think we're going to see him doing these Steph Curry kind of, you know, <laughs> like dribble, crossover, spot up. Th- you know, we're not going to see him do crazy stuff like that. But, you know, his catch-and-shoot three is great. Uh, we saw him on an, another one was a uh, – handoff from like 28 feet which is you know a couple feet behind the three-point line at the top of the key saw him swish that one uh he had this crossover behind the back dribble drive leaning high floater (laughs) went in the lane basically he crossed his guy over to the right went back behind his back back to the left drove into the lane a little bit stopped and then went off one foot backwards leaning and then floated with with his right hand up over his defender. Like that that, like that play dude right was there was so turned around. That play right there was the first like really isolation. Holy crap! Look at his potential type of move. And that was because you know it's not it's not like Tim Hardaway. It's not like Kyrie. It's not these like super quick crossover, super whatever. Iverson, he, yeah. He's so savvy. He's so like. The two words that I'm going to use a lot this year that I that I just found myself stuck on was silky smooth. Mm-hmm. Like, just he's just so silky smooth on the court of just with his ball handling, which, come on. I saw somebody tweet out today and was like, he dribbles too high. I, I have an issue with that. Okay. Yeah, maybe in that first coast-to-coast play when he was trying to get it under control. <laughs> but anyway, he's, he's so smooth with the ball and his isolation moves and just, you know, I feel like he had a handful of those tonight where he just backed it up and what he can do at 6'8 and just his behind, that behind the back move. He's going to get somebody really bad uh, yes. in the near future to where they're going to fall or something and it's just going to shut Twitter down. But, man, it's – That play right there was, was awesome. I can't remember if it was Carlisle or a player, like a Mavs player. It could have been Harrison Barnes. They described Doncic's game as being so the most under-controlled that he's ever mm. seen. Maybe this was J.J. Barea that said that he is the most under-controlled rookie like that he's ever seen. And that just that idea of, of what you're saying, like – 
he's smooth and like the the control that he has of the ball and just of the moment like where you know where he is on a court and where he is in relation to the guy that's defending him the the control word is a word i'm going to use a lot this year because it just seems like and there yeah. are times when he turns it over you know and even in that coast to coast he's trying to get control of the ball but he just has control of the moment and understands What's going on? It's, the IQ is, you know. <laughs> and listen, he only had two on the books, two assists tonight. That is, <clears throat> he had a ton of hockey assists. He had, like, if you told me two assists was his lowest assist number for the entire season, <laughs> I would say, okay, I'll take that. Yeah. Because he's going to get more than two assists. It's just, yeah, just how well, things Well, he only played three quarters, that. so. Yeah. And, you know, Harrison wasn't out there. Yeah, he played. Actually, played. He actually played thirty minutes. Played thirty minutes tonight, which really surprised me. We some people thought he'd be shut down like halftime starters. When the starters came back out there at the third quarter, uh, I was impressed. I thought that was really cool. And Luca played almost the third whole third quarter, and so then they shut him down after the third. But thirty minutes of Luca, and let me just give me give me twenty seconds of a negative thing real quick. I'm halfway disappointed in local Mavs fans. All right. Because oh, this, I this is going to be on Luca. Oh, not on Luca. But I'm just going to be straight with y'all. This arena was nowhere near full, uh, like like I thought it would and thought it should for Luca's debut. And I mean, for it was Saturday like Saturday too. It was like it was Saturday. It was there were no like work excuse. And I sent Nick a picture of like the mid of the like game middle of the middle, second quarter, yeah, middle of the second quarter, and it was like empty. <laughs> it was like it just blew me away. I. I thought I know it's the Beijing Ducks, and I know people look at him and be like, "Oh my gosh, okay, they're playing some random Chinese team or something like that." And that could have, you know, whatever you want to say. But I just thought the arena would just be packed full for Luca's debut and just everything. And I was quite, I was kind of disappointed in that uh, for Mavs fans. But anyway, that's I don't wow. want to spend a wow. lot of time. Wow, soapbox on that. removed. So after the crossover, he had another rebound coast-to-coast drive and kick out to Maxi for three, which was an awesome play. And just those those coast-to-coast, yes. anytime he can grab a rebound and go coast-to-coast, like players like that are, are pretty trans- like pretty transformational, if, especially if they're as big as Luke With is. his size, there's just not many people in the league like that, that he can get up, grab those boards, take off. Because he had six boards tonight, and like – I like. I mean, that's nice. Yeah. Like, if you start thinking about who those players are, you're talking about all NBA All Star type guys. Yeah, I immediately think of the LeBrons, Ben Simmons, Giannis, like Giannis, Paul George. Uh, well, that's like six eight. Like I don't even know if Paul George six eight. Yeah, is he just that height? <laughs> no, Lord. Here we go. <laughs> There's just not a ton of people that do it, and that play in particular where he took it down and he went all the way into the paint and then jumped up turned around and ooh maxi was there wide open at the top of the key and shout out to maxi clever tonight for a big night heck yeah he's been working on his three carlisle talked about it after the game talked about how he's been you know that's the one thing he needed to do last year it's pretty obvious that he you know the nba three was not really in his range and he worked on it and he was three of three tonight it was awesome Watch out, dwight Three or three, 15 points, eight boards, two assists for Maxi. That's my guy. Oh, yeah. That's my guy. Five of heck, six from the, from the field, of the three tonight. of three from the three point line, two of two from free throw. He's a, he's a really good player. I wouldn't go that far, but he's a good player. It's all relative. I mean, it's relative. We're <laughs> yeah, talking about, we're talking about saying, a bench yeah. player. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Maxi had a heck of a night. And the. Those you know minutes at the big spot is going to be fun to watch, and we'll talk about like more about other people in a second because we're just we're just going to 
keep on going with Luca, but I want to talk about Brokoff and Finney Smith and like, yeah. some of these other things. All right, so keeping going through uh, the rest of Luca's diverse highlights, I just wanted to go through them. He had that, left, that left-handed block in the post, and he had two other blocks too. Uh, I know it's against the Beijing Ugh. Ducks, but in the post, got a block on a post player. It was on Justin Hamilton, right? Like it was. It on- was a. It was like help defense guy. Like Dennis overplayed it. Yeah. He the guy caught the ball. Like it was great. Uh, it was a great uh, pass into the guy, and he kind of like turned his shoulder, and Luca was coming from help defense help side, jumped up and like met him up there. That yeah. one, that's instincts. Two, that is like impressive skill to uh, block that shot and. For people who say Luca can't play defense, but and then we had the super fun um, pick and roll with Maxi, uh, the no look pass where he just kind of flung his hands out to to the it's sides like a and flower or something. Yeah, just like the the flare on that one. Uh, it was just fun. I mean, and and going through all those highlights, you just see man, like he has a lot of different aspects to his game. That you know, the rebounding, the running coast to coast, the you know the cro- the the handles, the floater game, the you know the shooting. The passing, you know, the, all these just different things in his in his arsenal that are just gonna. He's just an awesome basketball player. We've been saying this all summer that, um, and I, we haven't said this enough on the podcast that Carlisle was so right on draft night when he when someone asked him what position is Luca play and Carlisle says I think his position is on the basketball court. <laughs> yeah, like I don't think we have talked about that comment enough. It was it's so true and and. This was my Man. biggest takeaway of the game. You asked me, what was your biggest takeaway from tonight's game? Luca played all five positions yep. in three quarters. He literally played all five positions. And I, I'm going to say all five because at one point, for like for an <laughs> extended stretch, him and Dorian Finney-Smith were the bigs, were the four and fives on the court. So, And that's when he defended the paint and came on the help side and blocked the shot at the rim. So... I'm saying that he was playing the five at that point. And then there was that stretch in the third quarter to where Dennis was out. The only other guard with him was Devin, and he was playing the point. And he was literally taking the ball out and bringing the ball up the court, running the plays and everything. He was playing point guard. Rick Carlisle mentioned in the postgame presser when he said he was playing point then. All five positions for Luka Doncic. I would have assumed he would have played point at some point, but... Rick Carlisle throwing him and Finney Smith as the only bigs on the, on the court. That's classic Rick. That's like Pete Class. Carlisle. Okay. So, oh, man, he loves lineups like that so much. Imagine when Harrison's there and it's like, and he throws a lineup like that out of like Harrison, Luca, Harrison, Luca. Wes, and then, you know, a couple guards, Dennis and whoever. Could You could even go like Brokoff, Brokoff, Finney Smith, Harrison Barnes, Luca. Like, no, we'll take Brokoff off and put and put Wes Lu- in there. Let Luca run run it, and then put Dennis West, Brokoff, and Harrison around him. Have fun with that. You can do that. This is threes for days. I'm excited. Anyway, well, I, I do want to talk about the Brokoff Finney Smith thing because I found it very very interesting. Something Rick did. Yeah. When we come back, let's talk about the rest of the Mavericks after their first preseason game against the Beijing Ducks. Quack quack. Quack, 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 quack. All right, Isaac. One thing I, I did want to um, point out about some of these other players, DeAndre Jordan, his passing and his, his heads-up play in, in the post, anytime he got the ball, he had that one play. The one I texted you about the one play. Uh, I told Isaac, I was, I was working tonight, so I had to watch the game afterwards. But as soon as I was watching it, I kind of just texted everything 
to Isaac that I would have tweeted. <laughs> I said, what is this DeAndre Jordan post-up face-up attempt? He, like, took the ball on the right block, like, faced up his opponent. I think it was Justin Hamilton again. He's the only player we can pronounce his name. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he, uh, he p- faced him up, jab step, jab step, jab step, then, like, tried to cut, tried to, like, cross over to his left hand and then tried this, like, flailing layup that he tried and it didn't go well. <laughs> no. It's kind of cocked my head like, wait, what? What was that? <laughs> uh, but other than that, anytime he got the ball in the post, he was looking to pass first. He wasn't looking to, you know, do any kind of that face-up stuff that he's doing or post-ups really. And he had he had more assists than Luke than Luca. He had four assists. Double the assists. He had <laughs> he had uh he had four assists. No, and like when you know when the, when the big trails at the top of the key, and a lot of times they like to pass it back to him, and he passes it to somebody else. You know, DeAndre, you know, did that a lot, and they pass it to him at the top of the key. He had a couple assists tonight where he he hit like a cutter off of that off those plays. That's impressive. This would be a good question for, um, I don't know, maybe you can answer this, but maybe you know an older Mavericks fan that has just watched you know Rick Carlisle's teams for for longer and closer than we have or than I have at least. Did Carlisle build that kind of a an action into his offense after Dirk started getting old? <laughs> because it just seems like he took the idea of Dirk being the trailer and being the trailing big behind, and he started putting it into his offense. Because we see Sala do this now. We've seen yeah. uh, Andrew Boga do this where he's trailing. I see the, a lot of teams do it, though. We're trailing at the top of the key, and you have your big – yeah, the Warriors do this with, with some of their guys, but you have your big at the top of the key then, you know – like acting as the facilitator because he's you know back there and trailing, and yeah, not, and not just sitting there and waiting for your big to get to the post. It almost starts. It almost acts as like the initiator of like you know this motion pick roll you know go through. Well, and it allows all your your four other faster, smaller you know more mobile players to go you know move and do you know pin downs and other other kinds of things to try to get open and you have more options to be able to do that. If you're the, the big at the top, because unless you're Carl Anthony towns, you're not waiting for the, the big to try to come off of a screen or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just, it's a, uh, it's an awesome a- action. I, th- I think it opens it up for sure. But anyway, I just wanted to point that out, but yeah, Deandre Jordan's passing um, was pretty impressive to me. Uh, we obviously we saw the uh, Dennis to Deandre alley, you know, the pick and roll where Dennis and Jordan were running together. It was the perfect, you know, it was the perfect alley-oop. And you can just throw it anywhere for DeAndre, and he's going to put it in. I'm so ready for DeAndre to end somebody's life on an alley-oop. I'm ready for this. I'm there. I'm here for it. Rob Perez, you know, um, world worldwide wob, whatever. Um, wow, that's two worldwide wob shout-outs in one podcast. Uh, he tweeted out something and said he was just talking about Dennis and Luca, but it really implies, like, I think DeAndre, too, of saying – they are a walking, breathing highlight reel, you know, for Mavs fans and stuff, and that's so so cool because Dennis had some had some plays tonight. Man, we we joked about Dennis last year. <laughs> we joked about how many times that he went into the paint. And I, trust me, I know it's the Beijing Ducks. They don't have Rudy Gobert on the Beijing Ducks. But we joked so many times last year when Dennis would drive to paint, and it's like he was unaware, or it's like he just didn't. It took him a while to get used to the links down low, and he yeah. just got swatted so many times at the basket. Yeah, if you're day and, one, uh, you've heard us talk about this so many times. From, from, especially like off the backboard from how whatever. Man, 
he I and I know like I just said whatever with the Ducks, but he scored so well around the basket tonight. There were some plays that he, I mean he went up and under two or three times that yeah. was just super pretty. Um, he just he just seemed more aware of being inside tonight, and he looked good. And Carlisle made a point to praise him tonight. Uh, I think he, I don't even think he was even asked about him whenever he started talking uh, good about him because Dennis had 16 points tonight, six assists, and uh, shot the you know shot the ball decently well, one from three from from three and six or ten from the field. But yeah, hit, hit some jump hit some jumpers off the dribble. Uh, his first three pointer was like an air ball over the rim, but oh well. But I know he did hit it. He, you know, he hit that other three. But I thought Wasn't he played his pretty first well. First three pointer of last season in air ball too. Air ball, yeah, <laughs> I think so. He just has a hard time starting, I guess. Yeah, but no, I, I was super happy with Dennis tonight. I mean, really, you're just you're really happy with everybody tonight. I thought West started the game you know, quite well. Just his just his intensity. You just seen how. You know, just everything, how he plays and how he fits with the team and stuff. But Finney Smith hit that experiment. It's going to be a, um, for preseason for him, it's going to be huge. And Rick did something with him and Brokoff that I found very interesting. And Nick and I have been all over this. You know, we think Brokoff will beat out, you know, Dorian uh, for this spot. Is Rick left Brokoff in with the starters for a, a good little stretch there. And he didn't bring Dorian uh, in with the starters and that was he had that like second unit tonight in and then he started he slowly subbed back in Luca and DeAndre so, so it ended up being Dennis Luca uh, DeAndre Wes and Ryan Brokoff instead of Finney Smith and I found that very interesting because Brokoff it's like what we've talked about a lot what he brings that Finney Smith doesn't and Brokoff just extends that court extends the you know the field for them to do more things and his very first three tonight was in the it was in the corner just nothing but net yeah. i'm like let's go let's let's do it we need a nickname for brokoff because i wanted to use buckets brokoff so much but we used that for doug mcbuckets and we need a nickname for brokoff everyone <laughs> Stop it, Nick. I just thought of all these kind of Australian puns, like <laughs> buckets on the bobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah, we do need a nickname for Ryan Brokoff. I'm sure everyone will uh, send us a something on Twitter that they'll... Uh, I'm sure they will. Yeah, the, the Ryan Brokoff, Dorian Finney-Smith experiment is going to be interesting. And it, it was... I, I noticed that, too, that he... Left him in with the starters. He does that so intentionally. Like like Rick's Rick's rotations are very intentional. He does not just kind of throw yeah, you know, players in with other players. Uh, the whole line change from going from the starters, you know, the starters to that whole bench unit, I think was purposeful too because I don't think he thinks that a lot of these dudes are going to play <laughs> with the starters. And so well, yeah, it would. You just can't take much from this game from as far as like substitution patterns or anything substitution patterns and even a little bit like points wise as far as like i mean harrison martin's the leading scorer they put up 109 points and their leading score from last year wasn't there so there's a you know that will have to even itself out some but like substitution wise you have to look at it and say okay that second unit brunson came in well that's going to be jj berea salah Mejri came in at center that's going to be dirk um Brokoff came in. That's technically going to be Dwight Powell. Dorian Finney-Smith Finney probably because 
Barnes will be in there for Finney Smith in the starting unit, so it'll yeah. push Finney Smith back. Then they had Maxi in there. Yeah. That will probably Dwight Powell. So a lot of these guys probably won't even be like so in those are the type of roster things like deep Mavs fans uh really care about because I tweeted out today, I said, you know, national media is gonna be talking about Luca, Dennis, you know, DeAndre, local media, uh, and like Mavs fans in you know, particular are gonna be watching the Dorian Finney Smith preseason. Is he gonna st- finally take that step? So really I'm looking at Finney Smith and Brokoff, who's gonna battle for those minutes. Um, where is Maxi and like Dwight Powell? You know, how is that going to play out? Salah, like, you know, Dirk's going to get his minutes, but like, how does Salah fit in? Is Salah just going to be the guy that when Dirk sits or when Dirk really just, yeah. you know, whatever it is, that's only when Salah plays? And so a lot of those little smaller things uh, is very interesting. Devin looks like, yeah, he's going to have a legit role. So. I don't well, think yeah, Devin's I mean, going the, anywhere. The, the you know the guard depth on this team is not <laughs> massive. Yeah, I mean, you know? I mean that second that second unit is pretty pretty solid as far as it should be. JJ Devin, Finney Smith, Dwight Powell, and Dirk. That should be your your second unit, barring broke off beating Finney Smith, Maxi beating Dwight Powell, something like that. But the yeah, you- the hate for Jalen Brunson from some Mavs fans. I don't understand. I see, I just seen a little bit of it tonight. Like, oh, he didn't look good in summer league. Didn't just give him time. I mean, we're not. Well, he had, we're he not, had eight point three boards, four assists. He had one turnover, a steal, and he was plus twenty nine in the game. Come on, yeah, in less than I, eight, eighteen minutes. I'm a fan. I think he is the long term JJ Barea replacement, and it's not. We're not asking him to be a starter right now. So just give him time. <laughs> right now or ever. Yeah. <laughs> Or ever. That's yeah. very true. <laughs> JJ Barrio was never the starter. He could get his jersey retired. Yeah. Uh, now can we talk about the story of the fourth quarter? Oh, man. Oh, Costas. The Costas show. Costas <laughs> with the mostest. First off, they put Costas in. I start laughing. Every time I see him, he's just funny. He's a, He has a funny personality, and he's so lanky and when I think it was Daryl Macon. When Macon hit him on that cut, and then Costas cocked that thing back and dunked all over that guy. It's like, holy crap. Like, that was nasty. And then he had like three more. It just became the Costas show. Yeah, what did he have? Eight points? All of them on dunks? All of them had to be dunks. <laughs> had to be. Yeah, he was four of five, eight points, two boards, two blocks, plus 20. And uh, yeah, super fun. <laughs> when he first came into the game, Jeff Skin Wade, which we love Jeff Skin Wade. He's been on this podcast. Friend of the friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. He, I actually texted him something really funny pregame, but I'll tell you. Later. He uh he said, Man, not many Antetokupos in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see many Antetokupos. Oh classic. You know Giannis like like that dunk a lot. Oh, for um, sure. Oh, for sure. I saw I, like- I saw at least somewhere on uh one of the Mavs fans fan accounts that Steph Curry liked a uh, Costas dunk highlight. Huh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to look that up to make sure course, that, that was course real. Ra- course race balling. I liked his minutes. You know, he had seven points. Um, played 12 minutes and stuff, but I like Ray a lot. Ray has fully embraced the short shorts. 
and they are very short. And the <laughs> wow, this is the hard hitting reporting and analysis that we <laughs> his. Com- we well, I have I have a deeper reporting thing after this. His compression shorts are probably a good five inches longer than his actual game shorts. Five inches. Oh, probably That's longer than that. Space. Oh no, it's like very clear, which is really funny. Um, breaking like news from breaking news from tonight. Okay, after here we go. The hard hitting news. Thirty minutes into the podcast, we're ready. This is your breaking news. Luka Doncic, his rookie backpack is Hello Kitty. Oh, if you had the, that, you, in the, if you had that in the pool, go ahead, collect your earnings. <laughs> collect it now. I'm glad they're doing the rookie backpacks again. Does everyone have one? He well he so no I don't think very many people saw it because he had it like folded up and I noticed what it was oh, and before just, he, he left I just got it I walked over to him I said uh, judge your new backpack and he's like yeah I was like uh, your rookie backpack what is it and he goes hello kitty <laughs> <laughs> and I was dying I was like I can't wait to see this man that's so funny <laughs> we remember um, last year Dennis had two of them he had like a princess and the frog one. And, yes, uh, I do remember that. He one. had like a different one at the beginning of the season, though. I've seen Hello Kitty before on somebody. But I can't remember. Dennis had like a oh, Maxie had a Cinderella one at one point. <laughs> also, locker locker placements. Oh yes, now, I do. Want, just I really hit, do want to know this. We're just hitting random topics at this point. All right. Um, locker placements. They kick Maxie out, move Maxie over uh, over on the other side, and put DeAndre. Because it Maxie's used to spot. what it used to be was. Uh, it was Dirk. It was Harrison Barnes, Dirk. Yeah, now you're starting in the middle, but yeah. Well, then, yeah, but the important ones. It was Harrison Barnes, Dirk, Dennis, and then in the corner was Maxi. And so they kicked Maxi out. Well, no. Okay. Oh, Finney so Smith, st- then Maxi. Yeah. So Dodo's beside Dennis, and so it starts on the other side. If you go on the other side, it goes Dwight Powell, then it goes Dirk, and then it goes Harrison, oh, and then Dennis. It. Then Dennis is beside Harrison, and then Dorian. And then it used to be Maxi in this like corner. Well, now they put DeAndre there and move Maxi oh. to this other side. So I was really intrigued where they're going to put Luca. Yeah, because that's that's a high traffic area. Yes, because it has a lot to do. Well, there's just a lot that goes into this because they do want players besides certain players, but you know, media and different stuff. The, Luka? By the way, by the way, the beside the locker thing after being in an NBA locker room for two years does not matter. You're barely next to that dude, like, ever. Uh, kinda. Like, how, how long do you think they spend at their lockers? True, but, like, they, they do, they do talk. They do sit, sit there before games, after game, and talk and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but they talk lockers, across so. the locker room and every. You, we always yeah. see players talking across the locker Anyway, Anyway, I, that's the end of my soapbox thing. Anyway, they got Luca with Salah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I almost spit my water out. <laughs> so, uh,. <laughs> yeah, so where they uh I don't even remember who who was in Luca's locker last year, but it's in between Salah and Nerland's old locker and Jalen Brunson has Nerland's locker. That was the unnamed locker that was like they were like saving it for Luca all along. The longest time they kept like rotating it out. Remember so they make these silver like uh metal nameplates. Now they, it just says Mavericks. That they <laughs> <laughs> that they can cut out and they can get them in like a day. So sometimes they get them really quick. Uh, for players but then eventually they had that like rotating 10-day contract spot they yeah. just made one that said mavericks <laughs> put it over the locker that was that i think that was that locker 
they have so many players that like some of the like there was a couple players sharing lockers yeah, and the, stuff. The and training camp guys all share lockers. It's like oh, we feel you, feel you, homie. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was it was sad not having Jonathan Motley there. It was cool to always see him. Who's but, in Jonathan Motley's locker? Uh, I think Jalen Jones. I think Jalen and Costas shared it. Mm. But broke well, off that's not a good it. sign if Jalen and Costas are sharing. <laughs> uh, Brokoff had his own locker in the corner where Collinsworth was, and uh, <laughs> perfect. He had a name plate, nameplate, and everything. Yeah, so. see, he's he's on the roster. <laughs> yeah, I think for what it's worth, the roster should be basically set. I don't think somebody came up to me tonight before the game was like, "Hey, who do you think is going to get cut or whatever?" I'm like, I think it's pretty set in stone, really. I mean, the, the three the players that's going to get. We've talked about this so much that we know what the roster is going to be. I just don't think people have really thought about it yet until. Like they see the training camp roster and see them play. There's 20 people under contract right now. 15 actual spots, 17 counting the two two ways. So Macon and Costas are the two ways. So then pretty much three people have to get cut. Uh, right now, it's the Miller McIntyre guy, it is Daryl Macon, and it is Ding. Those are your three cuts. All right. So yeah, Ding wasn't I mean, even didn't even play tonight. Um. Yeah, he didn't play tonight, and if I had to make a guess on that, I think they were just being super cautious because they really wanted him to play in China. <laughs> the last thing you would want to happen is Dean go out there and get hurt tonight, and then he can't play in China. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so does my, uh, does my PR stunt theory still hold up after? after if, if that is we'll correct, have to what see. you just said, then my PR stunt, they're going to leave him in China, man. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> We'll ha- we'll have to see how that uh, that whole thing plays out. Oh man! All right, we have already gone longer than we thought, but we really wanted to do this podcast because we knew everybody's excited. We're super excited. It was so fun to just watch a game again, to sit down and actually watch a pick and roll instead of just imagining a pick and roll. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've gone so long yeah. just imagining what a DeAndre Dennis pick and roll is going to look like, and we actually saw one. And just we got to see Luca play and. I felt I texted Nick and I was like I feel like I've tweeted out a thousand Luca gifts tonight and I'm like I know it can probably be annoying for like non Mavs fans or like even NBA or like man they're just really freaking out about Luca but he he was just that fun to watch and that his playmaking and just what he can do on the court and just the vibe that he brings to everything it's so exciting right now and it's just getting started. I'm so excited to see him against NBA talent. These next two games, uh, it will definitely be, you know, it's obviously in China, but we're going to get to see him go against Ben Simmons and see Salah and Embiid get into it probably. Um, Like, it's just going to be, you can't describe the excitement for Mavs fans right now, and and rightfully so. This is is super fun. And we get to watch Luka Doncic win Rookie of the Year. Hawks fans. Sorry. Sorry about If you're it. listening to this podcast, which you probably not because I'd just be torturing yourself. Yeah, if you're doing it, it's just like some kind of self-torture. What does Trey Young have to do for you to make feel, make yourself feel decent? Put a 50? <laughs> <laughs> He's got to hit some threes for sure. I think Hawks, Hawks fan will all just go, I don't know, do something dumb if Trey Young comes out and she's like one for nine from three. In the, you know, oh, gosh. Like It'd be worse than what they did during summer league those first couple games. Yeah. Poor Hawks fans. Sacramento fans, you might be there too. And before it's all said and done, Phoenix fans, y'all might be feeling it awesome. I think so. all three of those are going to be in the same boat. Yeah. 
All right, there you go. And uh, now let's hear from Luka Doncic in the uh, post-game media, the questions that were asked to him. So hopefully you can hear some of the questions, but you can hear Luka talk about, you know, uh, what this game was and everything. So here's Luka Doncic. Some of your performance tonight. It was just great for me to be out there. Uh, looking forward to it. It's been a long time since I played a game, so I'm really happy to be here. Did everything go according to plan as far as what you thought was going to happen tonight, your first game? Yeah, I mean, you know, always the first game, so you'll need to be nervous. New team and everything, so I think everything went well. We did a good job as a team, so that's, that's what it counts. Did the past two months or three months feel weird? It had been, you know, you'd been going every... Uh, you know, every month playing basketball, and then it was a while off. Yeah, I mean, it's it's off season, so you just practice individually in gym, uh, weight. So you don't really play as much. So I was looking looking forward to that game. So it's the first one. So many to go. How do you like the reception you got from the crowd? Great. I mean, I love Dallas. I mean, the crowd was unbelievable. It was a preseason game, so I didn't expect that much, but it was amazing. What was it like for you to be out there with Dennis with both of you guys were clicking the way you were? Great. I think everybody saw that. I mean, we have a good friendship uh, outside the court, too, so I think we have a really good job doing together. Rick said that uh, he wants you to clean up some of the unforced turnovers. Is that do you contribute that kind of just to the nervousness, like you said, of playing your first game, or how can you fix that? Yeah, I mean, I think I had like four turnovers, so I need to lower that number, maybe one, two is maximum, so I need to lower that number. The first half, it seemed like it was you know a pretty close game, and then in the third quarter, you guys were able to blow it open a little bit. What changed at halftime? What were you doing in the third quarter? Maybe that uh, you guys weren't able to do early. I think, uh, especially the defense. I mean, they scored like how much? 20 points in the second half, something like that. So I think that's pretty much when we play defense, uh, you have a better attack. Is that three-point shot from a few feet behind the behind the three-point line something that you think that is in your arsenal that you can use consistently? Yeah, I think so. Because I mean, last year, couple, I mean, years ago, I, I did that shot, so it's not nothing new to me. What do you think will be the biggest challenge as you transition to the NBA game? I think the physical. Uh, everybody's more physical here, especially here. a lot of guys is so strong. So I think that that's my challenge. So in the next week, the team is going to China for the next two games. Uh, what's your expectation for this trip? Like, do you have something you want to try in China? I mean, I never been to China, so I'm really excited to be to go there. It's a long flight, but I'm really excited to see China. I never been there, so I'm really excited. All right, Isaac, there we go. Another edition of Locked On Mavs. It was cool to hear Luca talk about. You know, his first game in Dallas, the fans and all that stuff. I wish, like you said earlier, I wish that there was more fans there to greet him. <laughs> uh, and also, pra- apparently the sellout streak doesn't apply to preseason games. <laughs> if it said sellout tonight, I should have looked on the uh, box score. But, uh, well, but no, wait, I mean, it he says he- on NBA.com, it said 18,325. 18,000 yeah. is a sellout, isn't it? Mm, I think no. it. Is. I think that's the threshold for sellout. Was eighteen thousand. Um, but no, Luca praised the fans tonight. DeAndre play, praised the fans of just you know that they were the fans that were there were super into. It. I'm not saying it was completely empty. I just thought it'd be like completely packed full for this whole thing. But it's just getting started. Let us know what you think about having uh, like Luca talk on you know these post game press conference stuff. We might 
try to add some more of those into the pod in the future and and all that stuff do some fun stuff but yeah we're excited stay locked on maps there you go thanks for listening to locked on maps he's out boom